This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings, all in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Children's Hour by Lillian Hellman, 1934. It called that. The title comes from a famous 1860s poem with the lines Between the dark and the daylight, when the night is beginning to lower, comes a pause in the day's occupations that is known as the children's hour. The play centres around the lies children tell and the effect that it has. What can be playful and fun is serious and menacing. It is a way of lowering our guard, for these may be children playing games, but the consequences are far more than that. This play is based on a real-life event that occurred in Edinburgh in 1810. A student accused her school's two headmistresses of being romantically involved. The two women won their lawsuit, but the damage to their reputation was already done. The Children's Hour tells the story of two women, Martha and Karen. They are college friends who have worked and saved to start a school for girls in a refurbished farmhouse. They run and teach the school with the somewhat unwelcome help of Lily Mortar, Martha's aunt. Their efforts are all undone when one pupil, Mary Tilford, a mischievous, disobedient and untruthful little girl who often leads other girls into trouble, tells a lie. It seems some of Mary's friends heard a conversation between the unhelpful Lily and Martha. Mary decides to twist the words and convince people that Martha and Karen are having an affair. Mary decides to tell her grandmother who will spread the news. Mary not only tells her grandmother that she claims to have overheard the conversations, but swears she saw the two women actually kissing. Scandalised on hearing this, Amelia Tilford begins contacting the parents of Mary's classmates. Shortly, most of Mary's schoolmates have been pulled out of the school. When they realise that the pupils have been taken out in just one night, Karen and Martha go to speak to Mrs Tilford. They confront her, and they tell Mary to repeat her story. When Karen points out a few inconsistencies in Mary's story, she pretends to be covering for Rosalie, a young friend of hers, who reluctantly corroborates Mary's story. Martha and Karen sue Mrs. Tilford. The women actually lose the court case, their school, and Karen's fiancé, Joe, who had remained loyal throughout, has actually found a job in a distant location. He tries to convince Karen and Martha to come with him and start over. Karen believes that she has ruined his life and destroyed everything she and Martha have worked so hard to achieve. She explains that things can never be the same between us because of everything they went through. She asks Joe to leave and he refuses. He agrees to leave if Karen will think things through before finalising their breakup. Martha admits to Karen that she may love Karen as more than a friend and goes off stage to end her life. When Mrs Tilford returns, remorseful because she has uncovered Mary's lies, Karen explains to her that it's too late. Mary's lies, together with the community's willingness to believe and spread malicious gossip, has destroyed three innocent lives. We end the play with Karen telling us that she's just found Martha's body. In the 1930s, there was no LGBT plus community, and same-sex attraction was considered a mental illness, treated brutally with lobotomies and electroshock therapy, among other violent cures. Same-sex intercourse was a crime, punishable by imprisonment. This play, inspired by the events of 1810, was still controversial a hundred years later, and I say today it may still be controversial still in several places in the world. If this play, any of its content or any of its themes, brought up things for you, remember there's always someone willing to talk. Lifeline Australia, 13, 11, 14.
If you didn't know the player before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. And remember, this was just our version of the player's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you have some, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Script Tease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. 